Welcome to the Positive Pants Podcast. Mindset, motivation, and inspiration to help you find your positive pants. Let go of negative thinking and stop living for the weekend with your host, Fran Excel. So welcome to the show. As always, it's Fran Excel Mindset Coach helping you find your very own pair of positive pants so you can get out of your own way and live a life that you love. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm very grateful you've chosen to put me in your earbuds today. Please do hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything and do leave me a review. I love, love, love reading them and it really helps me get found by other people who need to hear what I share. I'd also love you to email me your mindset and productivity questions or topics you'd love me to cover um, to hello at franexcel.com because I know a lot of you think I'm inside your heads because you tell me all the time. But if I don't know what you need, I can't give it to you. So let me know. Okay. I had an awesome question this week from the gorgeous Lorna, who runs Norla Permanent Makeup and Beauty, which I will link to as well. And her question is a very, very common problem that I see in many areas of business and life as always seems to be the case. So I wanted to break it down for you here so it can help you too. So here's the question. She's kindly let me read it out. I'd be interested to know what's going on in my head. Okay, that's a tad broad. Let me explain. I am totally fine on the run up to client appointments. I look forward to my clients coming and doing their permanent makeup treatment. But as the appointment time draws closer, like a couple of hours before, I start to hear, I don't want to do this in my head and I feel like anything would be better than having to go through with the appointment. Bizarrely, as soon as they arrive, it all instantly disappears and I'm comfortable. I love doing the treatments. I find myself grinning behind my mask as I work and when they leave, happy bunnies. I feel such a sense of achievement. Why the negative thoughts and feelings, I wonder? Any to help get over this would be brill. So, <laughs> now it's always worth saying that I'm not actually in your head so without asking lots of lovely questions it's difficult to know exactly what's going on for you so I will give you some questions to ask yourself potential influences on these thoughts and feelings along with some tips to help you get through them in the moment and hopefully something's going to resonate for you here so however this sort of thing is a common problem that I see and there are a few super useful things to know about our pesky gremlins and how they work so you can identify it and overcome it in the moment. So firstly, the good news is you're not bonkers. <laughs> I see this problem all the time when it comes to posting content on social media, doing live videos, speaking gigs, taking on new clients, all sorts of new things when we feel like we're kind of still learning as we go. You know, it's that fear, that dread beforehand. And then all of a sudden, as soon as we do, we do it or we've done it, we feel awesome. Yeah. Annoying, right? <laughs> so here, it's really, really helpful to understand the four stages of learning that we will always go through when learning or doing something new. Now, some people may advance through certain stages more quickly than others, but they will always still happen. And I've talked about this in an episode before, so it'll be really, really helpful to go through it again as a reminder and to embed the learning. So stage one is unconscious incompetence, blissful ignorance, if you will. Here, 
You don't know what you don't know, so it feels totally fine. You might even feel um, and be excited to start the new thing, you know, full of wide-eyed optimism. But then you very, very quickly move into stage two, the most difficult of all the stages and the one where most people struggle the most and quit. Good old conscious incompetence. So, clues in the title. Here you are very painfully aware of what you don't know. Feeling overwhelmed, fearful, nervous, holding yourself back, anxious, procrastinating, all the fun stuff that feels super uncomfortable and makes you very frustrated with yourself. Here you kind of feel all the lovely resistance bubbling up and all the thoughts and feelings telling you you're an imposter, who are you to be doing this, you're rubbish anyway, so why bother, yeah? Also going on, on in this stage is your lovely brain simply trying to keep you safe by not making it easy for you to be going outside your comfort zone, which is exactly what you're doing. It will very likely drive you to do things that you know aren't good for you. You know, it's good old self-sabotage. Everything that I talk about, everything links back to this self-sabotage. You know, like comparing yourself to other people, it'll cause you to overwhelm yourself with busy tasks and generally self-sabotage to an epic degree. It's fun here unconscious incompetence <laughs> but when you know that just on the other side everything gets easier it can give you that motivation to keep pushing through which is why it's important to understand that these thoughts and feelings aren't us on an identity level they're part of the process of growth of getting what we want yeah which moves us nicely onto stage three which is conscious competence yeah so here you know what you're doing, but it's not second nature yet. You still need to think about the steps you need to take. And you can still feel a little nervous at times. You know, this is where I think the lovely Lorna could be at the moment. So we'll see if it resonates. That stage where you have to remind yourself that you know your stuff. You know, that you are good enough. And that you are definitely not an imposter. Yeah? It's acknowledging that you're still failing you. But you do know what you're doing. And reminding yourself, it's only onwards and upwards from here. Yeah, it can only get better and better. It's actually a good place to be, but could explain all the feels before the client arrives, before you actually get back into your zone and remember that you are great at what you do and you love it. Bear in mind, please, people, that Lorna has incredible testimonials from her clients. Yeah, but what our brain likes to do is sometimes ignore these things. <laughs> so there's a little tip coming up where you can use those. But the best part is that eventually this leads on to stage four, unconscious competence. You don't even need to think about it now in this stage. It's second nature and habitual. You know, it's a breeze. And this, of course, is a fun place to be. <laughs> and when you stick with it, where we all eventually end up. So those are the four stages that we all go through with anything new. So hopefully it's helpful to understand and can identify where you might be at any stage in the process. Yeah. And another tip, it's, it's really worth noting that physiologically speaking, feelings of anxiety are the same as excitement. So take note of what you're saying to yourself before the client arrives. Get curious with yourself. That's what I'm always saying, curiosity. I flip it all around. To all the positives so instead of i don't want to do this it becomes i'm excited to do this you know remembering all the things that you're looking forward to remind yourself of the awesome testimonials from other clients now 
I often talk about my proof of love folder that I keep on my phone. And I encourage everyone to do this, everyone. I screenshot lovely things that people say about how I've helped them, what value they get from the podcast, when I fundamentally help change someone's life through them working with me and they give me a testimonial, all sorts of things, all those sorts of things, anything else. It just a nice comment or, you know, I needed to hear this today. They all build up. Yeah. Then when the gremlins show up telling you you're not good enough or you don't want to do things, it's an awesome reminder that you are and you do. Yeah. You are good enough. You do want to do the things. And it's a great reminder of why you do it. So another little tip is you can create a new ritual. So a ritual that you do to counteract the I don't want to do this moment. It could include breathing techniques, reading your awesome reviews, connecting to the good feels that come during and after with the client. Whatever you think would be kind of fun or nice, meditation, whatever. Could be as simple as making a cuppa. You know, just have a think about what would distract you from and shift those thoughts. So some more tips and tools for you to use in the moment of, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so my favorite breathing technique, the 4783. I use this for a ton of different scenarios. Getting to sleep, pain, if I'm feeling anxious, before speaking events, millions of things. In arguments, <laughs> it works on so many levels. Now what it does is it activates your parasympathetic nervous system to actually calm down that fight or flight response. The mindful counting, one, two, three, four, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's not about seconds. It's the counting is, is the important thing. It distracts you from your thoughts. You're concentrating on the breathing and on the counting, right? So you can't be focusing on all these things at the same time. And then you can consciously choose a different thought and use some of the things that I've already mentioned. So easy. So easy. Yeah, you simply breathe in for a count of four, hold for a count of seven, Breathe out for a count of eight and repeat that three times. Boom. <laughs> so like I mentioned before, another thing you can do is visualize the end goal. So if you shift your focus to the your best ever client session, your favorite one, identify what that is and really connect and visualize, feel those feelings because it's the emotion that you want. Your brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So it doesn't know what's happening right now versus a memory. And that memory here's going to blow your mind, can be both in the past or the future. Eee! Yes, you can create future memories by using visualization. So super helpful. But you can use this knowledge to your advantage that the brain doesn't distinguish between, you know, real and imaginary. So when you visualize it, you can actually, um, like all the emotionals, like emotionals? All the emotions will come back. You know, the reward center of your brain will give you some of that lovely dopamine. <laughs> you know, all those lovely feel-good hormones. And it's as if you're right there again, literally in the moment. So remind your brain that you're fine, thank you very much. And you love doing your clients' treatments. You know, ask yourself, what specifically do I love about it? What's my favorite part? Look forward to it. So think of all the things that you're actually looking forward to. You know, when you feel the I don't want to do this, question yourself around what's actually behind that. Why do you think it is that you have that feeling, have that thought? What's underneath it? Is there a fear? 
work out what specific thoughts are coming up for you and then challenge them. That's the beauty of it. We get to challenge them. Now, something for you to look into is emotional freedom technique, EFT, otherwise known as tapping. It's a great way to decrease the emotional intensity around anything. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. We want to break that connection. Um, it works by tapping on certain meridian points to move energy around the body. So it works kind of by, uh, it's kind of acupressure, really. Um, it's a massive, massive topic in itself that I encourage you to spend some time looking into for yourself. Um, I use it myself, but I'm not an expert. But essentially, it's reciting a phrase, and it's usually, even though I feel X, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And you do it while tapping on each meridian point. So first you assess the emotional intensity out of 10. Ideally you want anything above a seven. Then recite this, you know, even though I feel like I don't want to do my client's treatments, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Yeah. Um, and you do this while tapping on each point. There are, there are tons of videos on YouTube that you can follow along with. Um, so this is really nice and easy for you to, to look into yourself. But you start with a karate chop on the side of your hand, then above your eyebrows, then the side of your eyes, then under your eyes, under your nose, on your chin, your collarbone, under your arms, and the top of your head. Yeah, and repeat the process a couple of times and then reassess the emotional intensity out of 10. Looks loony, right? Sounds loony, but all of these things are such simple tools that can completely change our emotional relation to a situation. Yeah, so it can really that so if you're finding yourself feeling anxiety all these different things you can use it for anything so have a look into that EFT or tapping now as an NLP practitioner there is also some fun stuff that I get to put on so NLP has tons of tools that can help break this emotional intensity too you can create what's known as an anchor to anchor in the way that you want to feel instead of the way you do feel and then you're able to access it whenever you need it so I set these up for clients. So, for example, one of my clients uh, wanted to feel calm whenever she wanted to, often road rage, <laughs> things like that. You know, so we set up an anchor. She can access that calm whenever she wants. So an example, calm or confidence are really, really common ones. And it's usually something that you can create with an NLP practitioner, like moi. You can do it yourself. So, again, have a Google, go onto YouTube, all of those different things. But examples, again, it can be even be things like smells or songs that remind you of a time that you felt something in particular. So you can even listen to a song that you know makes you feel awesome or makes you feel the way you want to feel before going into your client. I've literally had a mic <laughs> into your client sessions. <laughs> so with NLP, you can also change something, as in the way you feel about it or the meaning that you give it by working with something called submodalities. Now, I'm going to try not to get too technical here and bear with me. So, submodalities are basically the building blocks to our experiences. So, they're all the little nitty gritty. So, of what we see, hear, smell, taste, among other finer distinctions that we don't even really consciously realize are there. And you can work with these to completely change the way you look at or feel about an experience. Again, this is, oh, I love this stuff. It can change our state in an instant. Pretty cool, right? So, for example, you will have uh, visual submodalities and linked to the way that you feel. 
So you'll get an image. It'll be, well, you'll likely get an image. It'll be near or far. You'll be associated or dissociated. So it's either you see this image through your eyes or watching yourself. You know, it could be bright or dim in color or black and white, all these different distinctions. You'll also have um, auditory submodalities linked to it. So what you hear or don't hear, pitch, tempo, stuff like that. You'll get a feeling for something. Is there a pressure? Is there a heat to it? Is there a vibration? It sounds super loony, but it's fascinating. And I love this because everyone's always like, oh my God. <laughs> so when you can elicit all of these, you can then change them by mapping them across onto a more preferable feeling. Yeah, and take away that emotional hold. Yeah, it's like magic. <laughs> and this is actually, this is genuinely one of my favorite NLP techniques. The first time you try it, it really does feel strange because all of a sudden you realize this, this emotion that you had to a situation that had such a hold over you can be a big red blob that you hold in your belly that swells around and all sorts of weird and wonderful things come up. So that's another thing that you can look into, into doing be awesome and obviously you can do that with me another nlp practitioner all that sort of stuff so hopefully you can see that there are a few potentially simple explanations or uh for the thoughts and feelings that you get yeah evidence that they will change over time it's the whole thing about stepping outside your comfort zone that's where all the confidence comes yeah knowing that stage four is just on the other side you know, and a ton of things to think about here or tools that you can use so you can start to shift all of it around. So I want to say thank you for reaching out and a huge well done for deciding to do something about it. You are amazeballs. And if anyone is listening or reading and you're in the West Yorkshire area and looking for some new brows, which are pretty spectacular, then make sure you check out the lovely Lorna. I'll make sure everything's linked up. Tons. Of different things that we can do or think about and try and unearth some of these unconscious things that are underneath it all and hopefully shift that stuff around so if you got value from this and you know in your gut that now is the time to step up and start rewiring your thinking and changing things for yourself then book in a free discovery call so we can work out what needs to happen to get you from where you're at right now to the action-taking success you know you can be. And if you want my eyes and ears on your problems, I work with people one-on-one -on -one and through my proactive pants mastermind. So stop waiting for if and when and decide to change things now because you can. And as always, I hope that was helpful. So any questions, just let me know. And as always, I will see you next week. Bye.